Pushing Richie here with another Hometime Show podcast for you. And boy, have we got a little firecracker of a show ahead just for you. I'm excited on your behalf. Uh, also, you're going to hear something. I'm going to do it this way, all right? Uh, hopefully, hopefully you'll understand, all right? If you've come to this podcast because you heard the show live and you want to hear what the really filthy thing is, you're going to have to wait till the end because there are some podcasters who are coming to this and don't know that there's filth coming their way at the end. So I don't want to spoil it for them now. I think it would be right for us to do it in that order. So filth... At the end of the podcast. We'll see you all there, because we know what you like. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Wednesday's Hometime Show with Bush and Ritchie on Absolute Radio, where real music matters. It's fair to say that up until the point when we speak to you, our day, Richie and I, uh, is basically just hanging around with a two-year-old, wouldn't you say? Uh, it's spot on, spot on. Until we come and sit in front of these microphones and witter away to you, it's just kids and little ones. Just kids, little ones, and maybe might watch telly, but that would be CBBS as well. So we're almost entirely trapped in this world of, of toddlerdom up until the point where we get to play some music and talk to you lot. And I always sit there and think, I wonder if kids could come up with, you know, like any good ideas for radio shows or uh, stuff from when you were a kid. Would that work? in a modern radio show now. And earlier on on Twitter, I've tasked people with the following uh, little bit of homework for this show. Uh, please give us the most childish name you can think of for a brand new feature on tonight's Hometime Show. Okay, what I want you to do is to delve back into the little games you used to play on the school bus, child's play, that kind of thing. Would anything from that era work in a modern radio show setting on a national radio station like this? Do you know what? I'm going to say that I think this is going to work because go back about 10 years, all right, and I can think of something that applies now. Um, Rocco is two and a half and he is fascinated by picking his nose and going, oh, bogeys, all right? But go back <laughs> yeah. 10 or so years and weren't Dick and Dom on some Saturday morning kids show doing a feature called Bogeys? I think they possibly were. I think they possibly were. It's proving that there is a lasting appeal for that kind of patter. Yeah. Eloise says, IDST, if destroyed, still true. Uh, after you wrote something like EC loves KH. Uh, she gives up with another idea. She's on a roll. She says, what about chinny when you don't believe someone? Which I think is the abbreviated version of the derogatory phrase chinny rack on, where if someone says something that you think might be a lie, you then issue them with a chinny rack on, scratch your chin, and it nullifies it. Now, was that also derived from Jimmy Hill? Because he had a big chin. That is a good point. I think there might be, it's, again, you can tell right now, it's almost like Richie and I are prospecting for gold and uh, Richie's pickaxe has just hit the clung of what might be an actual vein of gold right here. We're going to play a brand new feature called Jimmy Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, give us the most childish name you can think of for a new feature on tonight's Hometime Show. 8.12.15, get involved. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. <laughs> I've, I've just seen some of the stuff that's coming in. Smell my finger. That didn't take long, did it? From Paul. That'll be so good. There's a spin-off series on Channel 4, 100% lined up for them. Brad Scott says, what about a game called That's What Your Mum Said? Right, yes. I'd, be, I'd play that. Any, any, basically, whatever anyone says, you just follow it with, that's what your mum said. 
I feel that's the kind of game that uh, if we were to play that on this show, our producer would walk within hours. Well, let's get it on. Let's get going with it then, shall we? Let's see what happens. <laughs> what was what was the name of that game? Right, they used to play at school where you would you'd write down two people's names. So hypothetically, yeah. let's say for example, Andy Bush mm-hmm. loves Richie Firth, and then you worked out via I don't know how some kind of hieroglyphics. You worked out a percentage of how much we were in love. How does that work? Didn't you then have to have the alphabet and you'd cross off the letters from Andy Bush loves Richie Firth from the alphabet and then the percentage of letters that were left out of 26 is how much you love them? Have I got that right? I feel you've got you're on the right track. However, I can't imagine a 10-year-old me trying to work out what 13 uh, <laughs> left out of a percentage of 26 actually is. There's no way I'd have got anywhere close. Uh, we're not short of ideas. Michael Crane suggests a game called You Started It. Love it. I've used that on my brother on so many different occasions. Actually, if that's the case, going back down brother arguments, did you used to do the thing with your brothers, uh, Richie, where you would have a like a demilitarised zone on the back seat of the car where they're not allowed to cross over into if you're going anywhere on like a family road trip? <laughs> Keep to uh, your own I'd, zone. I had two younger brothers, so it's very very difficult to even get a DMZ. That's hard to police, isn't it? I presume one of them would be in the boot facing outwards back in the day. Back in those halcyon days when you were allowed to ride in the boot. Not allowed that anymore. If the, the only way you're going to get in a boot is if you're kidnapped these days. It's such a shame. Uh, Will says, what about a game or a feature called Are We Nearly There Yet? Going down the travel theme, that's good. And Jack says, th- th- these are two kind of working off each other. Jack says, I know you are. And then Michael on Twitter takes this one stage further uh, with the full phrase, which is, I know you are, but what am I? these are great oh these are really good and then there's the injustice of chris grandon's game it's not fair it's sometimes life just isn't fair chris what a fantastic slogan for the current era absolute radio the hometown podcast with bush and richie it's what happens when you take out all the music travel news regular news and adverts from the show Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. So listen, tonight we're after this. What is the most childish name you can think of for a brand new feature on tonight's Hometime Show? Delve back into your childhood. Now, Nicole, who is... She's got a position of authority and, and um, like um, responsibility, responsibility yeah. in our company, has tweeted this, this thing, right? This is her idea. Knowing we, knowing poo. Apologies if you have any tea. This is her idea. Listeners come on one by one and you have to guess whether they did a wee or a poo the last time they went to the, to the toilet. This is Nicole. I've had conversations with Nicole about, you know, like how a promotion's going to work out and she's like diligently typing away and she seems very, very on it and very down to her. Very cool. And then she comes out with this. I'm, I'm absolutely gobsmacked. She'll have come up with actual competitions before. Um, yeah. Look, it's, the last four months has been tough on all of us. <laughs> That's it. I, I wonder whether this is a cry for help from Nicole. We'll put her name down and we'll give her three rings later on. Ian says, what about a good game of Barber's Tap, no returns? Never heard of that before in my entire life. What the hell is Barber's sounds, Tap? Sounds a little bit unnerving. Uh, Craig's gone with uh, I Know A Song That Will Get On Your Nerves. Uh, oh, I think word. Joe Pasquale might have the rights to that one, Craig. Damn it. He always gets there first, doesn't he, Pasquale? Another one from Mark in the Fens. Afternoon chaps on the school bus. We play corners on the back seat. It's a two or three player game. As you go around a corner, you crush the person on the outside of the corner by using the slideability of cheap vinyl seats. Wow, that's an amazing game. It's a great game. How do we play it in a radio studio? 
Well, we've got, I don't know, we've got, we've got some good leather seat action back at base when we finally get back to normal. Let's make that the first thing we do when we get back into the studio. <laughs> Uh, earlier on, we did ask, how did you play that game from back in the day where you write your name and somebody else's name and you work out via some kind of crazy maths how much you love each other? For yes. example, Andy Bush loves Richie Firth, but by what percentage? Thank you to Brogan and a load of other people who've got in touch on Twitter. She says, here's how you do it. Uh, if there are more letters, you keep multiplying it until you get a two-digit percentage. So you work out the number of L's. The number of O's, the number of V's, number of E's, number of S's in both names. Uh, and then you work out the percentage from there. Okay, so... Uh... <laughs> when I started to read that, I thought, oh, this is quite simple. But now as I've read to the end of it, I think, actually, that's really complicated. So there's no L's in Andy Bush and Richie Firth. There's no Zero. O's. Okay. Zero. There's no V's. There's one E. Yep. There. Yes, one E, and then there's S. There's one S. So we've got, we've got two. So that so means that's eleven. Is that eleven then? Does that make it one one? Is eleven? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So we love each other eleven percent. <laughs> that's not good. That, is it? Or what was the one about like if it was a single figure, then you double it until you got. Until she you said got two figures. If there are more letters, you keep multiplying it until you get a two-digit percentage. Well, it's either then, we either love each other 10 or 11%, which isn't really very good, is it? It's not really good. I mean, I feel like in many ways, this bit of maths has left quite a sour taste to what has been a knockabout fun first hour of the show. <laughs> the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. So it's a bit of a uh, modern day blight, but I had one of those uh, phone calls earlier today uh, asking me if I'd been in a car accident. I haven't been. If you, if I had been, you'd have heard about it. Uh, but it was one of those calls where you pick up the phone and immediately you know it's an automated voice you are speaking to. Picked up the phone and this voice goes, Hello, I'm Amelia Fleming. How are oh you God. today? <laughs> I've had that. I've had those calls. I've had that call before. It's the weirdest. It's like a what is it? Like a robot? Is it a real person? It's not. It's not a real person. It's absolutely not a real person. Uh, and I just went no, and it keeps on going. Uh, and the next question. So I hear you've been in a car accident, and immediately I went no. And then at that point, the call just dies because it's heard a no, and it, it's it's clever enough to think ah, oh, this is going nowhere, and it shuts itself off. But here's the thing, right? They've obviously crunched all sorts of names and numbers, and have come up with some Venn diagram that. Amelia Fleming is a very trustworthy name because they want that phone call to keep going. And Amelia Fleming is what they chose to keep me hanging on the phone. Now, this is a very good point because so, they nothing is by accident. They, they will probably had a focus group or something or surveyed hundreds and hundreds of different names for the front of this AI that cold calls loads of people. Uh, so, yeah, they, they won't have happened upon this by accident. They must have, like, in a science lab, distilled down first name and surname, what they think is the most trustworthy name out of all of them. Now, we don't have access to that science lab, but what we do have access to this evening 
is Bush and myself. So if you are curious, if you're sat there in your car, if you're uh, on your way home from your workplace or you're still working from home and you're getting some food ready in the kitchen, you're thinking, how trustworthy is my name? Text us now, 81215, and we can give you, out of five stars, a hometime trust rating for your name. Now, it's not actually Bush and I saying whether we trust you or not. It's just how trustworthy we think your name sounds. So if you're curious... 8, 12, 15, and we'll give you that five-star rating possibly this evening. It is in many ways like uh, the ultimate question. Ask yourself this in the mirror as you listen to this show. Do I sound trustworthy? Dare you find out? Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So, obviously, Amelia Fleming, she's the one who goes, hello, and then leaves a little gap. They've obviously, mm. I reckon they've tried to model her on uh, Butter Wouldn't Melt Miss Moneypenny from the Bond movies. Yeah. That's who I think yeah. they're going for. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. That's the kind of angle. So have a little look at your name. Do you think it sounds trustworthy? The only way to find out is to tweet or text us here at Home Time. And Richie and I'll give you the five star approved Home Time rating. Carl says, ready? Carl Krzyzanelski. Carl Krzyzanelski. It sounds a very intelligent name. Uh, intelligence hand in hand with trust. I'm going to go four stars. I'm concerned. Either to me, he either sounds like a grandmaster at chess or a beleaguered mayor of uh, an American state or, or like an American city. I'm going to yeah. call it already that Bush is going to give lower ratings than me on every single name. I can hear a, a chief of police saying to him, God damn it, Krzyzanelski. I got the mayor <laughs> on my ass. I'm going to give him two stars. Sorry, Carl. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Darren Riley, and I'm speaking to you about a trust rating. I like him. Four star. Where do I sign? <laughs> uh, this is a good one. Jamie, Jamie Grieg, as trustworthy as they come, he says. Um, I'm going to go three stars because when you read out Grieg, if you read it out, there's probably a little bit of uncertainty as to whether you pronounce it Grieg or Greg, and that would make me be untrustworthy. So three stars. That's a good point. I verbally adjusted my footing like you're about to get on an escalator, and you always do that just before I said it. So I'll go three stars as well. Uh, one more for now, and this is probably a five-star home banker. Hello, my name is Mr Clifford Whisker. <laughs> Not in a million years. Clifford Whisker. <laughs> he sounds like someone who might fold up a suitcase and run away from the police. Like it only falls and horses. Uh, Flynn says, and this is a good point, never trust a person with a first name for a surname. Fact. <laughs> That's a very, very, very good way of, uh, of, of looking at things. John Terry. There's, there's, there's a name. There you go. Sketchy character. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure he's a lovely chap, but in a footballing villainy sense, sketchy character. Uh, Nikki Bateman wants uh, a rating, please. Uh, well, she's she says she's Nicola Bateman. I'm concerned by this because isn't the main murderer character in uh, Brett Easton Ellis's American Psycho, Patrick Bateman? <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think it might be. One I star. Think if, if it's Nicola Bateman, I'm going five. If it's Nikki Bateman, becomes a little bit more shifty, going four. If it's Nikki Bateman, she does that thing that girls do sometimes where they do a big circle for the dot above the eye, and that really winds me up. Uh, what about this? Chris says, middle names are generally used to name assassins. He says in brackets, Lee Harvey Oswald. Or actually, on top of that, remember John Wilkes Booth, the fella what shot Abraham Lincoln? He's yeah. got a point. If someone uses their middle name, give them a wide berth. One star. 
Darren Wellbelove actually tweets to say, I have no middle name. My full name is Darren Wellbelove. That sounds nice. It sounds like a, a local solicitor's firm. I'm going to go four to maybe five stars with Darren. I feel quite yeah, comfortable Yeah, I was, I was going to go happily with a five on that. And what about Alexandra Laws? That's he's essentially got the law in their name. They are definitely trustworthy. <laughs> I'd say four or five star yet again. Gary Heasley says, do I sound trustworthy? Gary Heasley. To me, mm. Bush, the fact that Heasley sounds a little bit like Weasel is just yeah. undoing it. I'm sure Gary's a lovely guy and I could trust him. But unfortunately, the <laughs> Heasley, for me, is taking it down to two stars. Have you just called Gary a weasel on national radio? I've suggested that Heasley rhymes with Weasel. Okay. Gary, get back in touch, mate. Maybe we can work something out. <laughs> Abigail Wingham's been on. She says, Abigail Wingham, would you trust me? I like that name. She sounds like someone from the times of the Puritans over in America. Do you know what I mean? But once again, does your Wingham not sound like that Abigail wings it slightly? And if you're looking for someone to trust, you don't want someone that's on a bit of a wing. Good point. One star. Sorry, Abigail, I don't care if you are from the Scarlet Letter. Uh, Caleb McGregor. What do you reckon to that, Bush? What name is that? What, who is he from, uh, from what are they called? What's the band called? It's like my dad now. Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon, flipping out, flipping out. One star. Okay. <laughs> One star, just because you sound like you're from uh, Kings of Leon. This whole he, system's he, falling apart. He sounds like a preacher. He sounds like a preacher, that fellow. I'm not having it. Uh, what about this one? Penelope Williams, she says. Am I trustworthy? She, again, I think she sounds like Miss Moneypenny from Bond. I'm saying, yes, five star. It's a double five star. Ooh. And listen to this. Bush and Ritchie, my name is Gary Grimes. <laughs> I get lots of people tell me it's a cool name. I'm not so sure. Love the show, guys. He's trying to curry favour with us. Would you, would you trust Gary Grimes? Do you know what? And I'm going to say this in the nicest possible way, and I reckon Gary would say this. You wouldn't choose a name, Gary Grimes, if you had, like, 60,000 names to choose from. So the very fact he's got it and he's proud of it, I reckon he's a trustworthy guy. Five See, stars. Five star for you. I'm going to say there's a rhyme that comes to mind. Gary Grimes, he's always doing crimes. I'm going to say <laughs> one star. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> oh, dear. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Good evening, guys. My name is Neville Waldridge. Who wouldn't <laughs> trust me? Neville Waldridge. He sounds like um, a cabinet member during the Second World War. I think four stars out of five, as far as I'm concerned. He must smoke a pipe. Uh, but could it be a three-star name, Bush, because wool, pull the wool over your eyes, is Neville oh, yeah. actually pulling the wool over your eyes? I think I think it could be three stars. You're like my own personal firewall, Richie. I wouldn't have thought I'd be handing over my bank details to Neville Waldrich right now if it wasn't <laughs> for you. Good evening, gentlemen. My name is Victoria Sandford. Enjoying a much-needed afternoon, tidying our daughter's bedroom. Keep safe, Victoria and Jason Sandford. Upstanding couple, but you sometimes wonder what lies beneath. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I think because they've given us both names, they've actually scored an own goal there and it's lost them a star. I'd say it's down to four stars because of that. Do you know what they remind me? Was I can't remember the names now, but you know the couple that kind of sneakily gave away all of America's nuclear secrets during the Second World War. If you remember what they were called, Rosenbergs. That's it. They sound like the modern day Rosenbergs. Uh, Eight, twelve, fifteen for anything on that. Uh, here's another one. What about this? Hi guys, how trustworthy am I? My name's Aaron Diaper. 
as in the American nappy. I will pamper to your every needy ads. Oh, I like that. Oh. I like that. Aaron Diaper. I'm going to give that a four star. Uh, and then some intel from Gina in Hull, who says, I'm a teacher. I'm immediately suspicious of any child named Ryan, Dylan or Charlie. That's it. It sends up a red flag for a teacher. That's absolutely right. And then what about this one? Uh, guys, my name is Kimberly Lovelace. Oh, hello. I'm Kimberly Lovelace. Next week in the paper, get episode two of my romantic fiction. Kimberly Lovelace is itching for a five, but I think could be a three. I'm going to have to agree. Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Isn't it weird sometimes, some of the adverts or things that you get pushed on Facebook? They've obviously done some form of an algorithm about what you're into, and then they send you these ads, and you think, what, they're directing this at me? For example, my other half, Katie, we're engaged, so she's my fiancé, has today received uh, an advert for a farmer dating app called Muddy Matches. (laughs) (laughs) And it says... Fancy a spot of rural romance? Join and get to know single country-loving gents who share your interests and look hot in wellies. That's on a Facebook page. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. What a great idea. I think it's a, that's a great name for a farming dating company. That's awesome. Isn't it? So there's loads of photos there of like Tom Hardy-looking, tweed-wearing, rugged-looking guys there and everything. Clearly farmers. This is a way for farmers to meet other farmers. And it does raise an interesting issue. Well, two, really. Firstly, what the hell's Katie been doing online? Secondly, uh, if there was a dating app specifically targeted at your line of work, what you do... What would it be called? Let your imagination run free here. So anything goes. And thirdly, didn't know Tom Hardy was a farmer. Uh, one for <laughs> one for those in uh, those in radio, our line of work, Bush. Uh, I could see some kind of dating site called um, Wireless Weekends. Wireless Weekends, no questions asked, Mister and Mister Smith type thing. I like that. Uh, it's made Sheila, it seedier than I thought. It does sound a bit seedy, doesn't it? Sheila says I make and repair guitars, so I guess it would have to be plucking twangers. And I really had to be very careful oh when I said that. Goodness That's Sheila's me. words. Oh, wireless so come on weekend then. sounds all right now. It does. It, may, it puts a different angle on it, doesn't it? Have a little think, right? Your line of work. If there was a dating app specifically designed for that. The farmers are covered at the moment. They've got muddy matches. What has your line of work got? 8, 12, 15, a text to show. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Now, some of you have got in touch um, and haven't actually told us what line of work uh, you are in. You've just given us the name of the dating. That's fine. Makes it actually a bit more fun for Bush and I because we then have to speculate as to what your industry is. So Andre Giluli has gone with teachers' pets, either working, (laughs) I guess, in education (laughs) or in a pet shop. That is fantastic. I hope he's the PE teacher because it'd be great if he accidentally got injured. He'd be hitting the Galulis. (laughs) Uh, oh dear Uh, Adam Jones says we are consulting civil engineers so sounds like our app would be called civil partnerships very very good love it Brenda I I must work in IT because she's gone with data dates (laughs) 
That's amazing. What an app that would be. Steve Harding, who's a window cleaner, says, what about squeegee singles? Oh, that's brilliant. That's so good. All dates conducted up a ladder. Uh, and then it. Amanda, who doesn't say what particular factory she's in, uh, but she's running Factory Frolics. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yes. Oh, that's our favourite so far. Die Price says, I work at a boarding kennels and cattery. Our <laughs> dating app would have to be called Forever. Oh, I love that. So innocent. I love that. Uh, Paddy says he works in the voluntary sector, so his dating app for his line of work would be called Without Obligation. Love it. <laughs> Very good. Uh, David Cantwell. I'm assuming David works on the buses, busting for love. That's so good. Tim is a fisherman. He says our dating app would be Your Place or Mine. See what he's done there? And then John McFadden, uh, not really too much uncertainty with this one. Demolition dirties. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, this text says I work in IT, so our dating app would be Control Alt Date. Oh, How that's good so is that? Good. That is. We so are good. after a dating app. If it was designed for your line of work, what would it be called? We already found out about the farmer dating app earlier on today called Muddy Matches. Sally works in pathology. Maybe theirs would be called Cross Matches. Oh, I love that. Hugh is a fireman and he has a dating app he reckons should be called Pole Sliders. <laughs> Not entirely sure about that. Uh, Tony is a postman. He reckons it would be post-dated. Oh, I love it. Uh, Joel says Muddy Trumpets, a niche dating <laughs> website for other archaeologists. Hey, do they use trumpets? They find old buried trumpets and stuff from olden days. It's Joel. Ask Joel. He's the one who said it. I think he's being a little bit naughty there. I think Joel knows what he's doing. John in Bedlington, mixer matches. I'm a concrete truck driver. Loving his work. Just to clarify about Joel, the second part of his message is about a rusty trombone. So you see where he was going there. <laughs> he was setting himself up for a gag, but I denied him. But now he's kind of bludgeoned his way back to getting it read on the radio. Darren says, what about people who work in the coal industry? It could be called Make You Mine. Oh, oh. <laughs> these are really good. You're on form. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. We did promise you guys a bit of uh, eyewitness, the bird war is happening, intel on this show. And that's what we're going to deliver to you right now. Both Richie and I have been away over the past few days. Uh, I was in Wiltshire in a little place called Uphaven for the weekend. Richie, you were the week before you were on your holidays in Margate. And we both have... Uh, actual eyewitness reports of the fact that the birds are building up to try and take over the planet because the human race is on its knees because of the lockdown. What's become even more disturbing is it's become very evident that the birds are aware of home time. This particular show uh, where we've been the vanguard of this uh, this this action against the birds. Um, when I was on Margate Be uh, Beach Bush, I was sat there with my wife and my toddler Rocco. And we just sat there minding our own business, trying to eat a little picnic and not eat too much sand. And because you've got food there, obviously the seagulls, they start, they start, they're, they're aware. And they started encircling us. And I'm not lying. 150 seagulls easily just stood there, all trained on us. Uh, and then, look, one noise, and that was enough to make them all fly off. But they'd been spying. They'd been taking it in. They'd been listening. They were encroaching, walking in closer, step by step. It was frightening to be entrapped by them. 
the weird thing was because you put a video on Instagram every time you kind of look away and then look back at them there are a few steps closer it's like that yeah. um is it like who what's the time Mr Wolf game is that what it's called where you have to turn around and catch someone moving they were kind of doing that towards your food there's that one or Doctor Who fans will know of the episode of the Weeping Angels it was very much like that that sounds terrifying. I've not watched that episode of Doctor Who. From my part, I obviously went to, to Wiltshire for the weekend, little kind of country cottage thing. A hawk flew circles above our uh, accommodation for the entire three-day duration. Uh, 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 in the morning, it was there when we were having our coffee. When we got back from our walk, it was there just swooping above us, just like a warning. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like um, if you were being followed by the press, it's like having a car parked at the end of your street, and you can <laughs> tell they're watching you the whole time. I genuinely feel like birds are sending a message that the bird war is about to happen, folks. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. So, you would have heard earlier on on the podcast, we were talking about um, dating sites for specific trades and asking you to come in with some. Uh, and one came, <laughs> one came in... And it's, it's simply said this. We couldn't read this out on the show, uh, but we thought we'd save it for the podcast. Yeah. Plumbers that make you wet. That's it. <laughs> That's what we're waiting for. We really wanted to say it on the show. Uh, we had a little debate. We nearly did go for it, but I think that <laughs> might have incurred a late night call from our boss, Paul. So uh, <laughs> technically, if we say it on a podcast, you can't get us. It's out no. there. Hence wins the hometown show. Studio, but let me be your guarantor that home time will be back for more. Push and Richie on the radio, they'll be back again tomorrow. Pass a music interview, subscribe, rate, and leave reviews. Home time.